We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a True Faith podcast. I'm Norman Reilly, joined by Ben in probably the coolest office in the whole of Newcastle. And uh, Alex on the phone from Singapore at probably, what, about four o'clock in the morning? Um, it is, it's five, it's five past four, yeah. More or less, what, 40 minutes since the end of the match and um, still probably at DEFCON 5 level on the devastation scale. Um, <laughs> but first and foremost, I am going to put out a plug for the new um, issue of True Faith, 60 pages of Newcastle, get to the website, get on the Twitter feed, get on the Facebook page and download it because uh, regardless of today's defeat, it's still a brilliant read. And when the dust settles... You're going to enjoy it. So, go and head for that. And uh, obviously, there's an article in there from me as well, the A to Z. So, you know, just just for me, please just go out and look at that. Um, (laughs) Shameless, Norman. Shameless. Shameless, but what are you going to do? Got to pay the bills, haven't you? Um, So, lads, I'll stop with you, Ben. Let's just get straight into it. Um, Give me, I tell you what, let's go for any any positives that you can pick from that. Um, Where the fuck do you start with that? Um, we've scored two goals, which we've we've not done for a little while. Um, I thought we looked a threat going forward. Um, I think obviously Gail Gail's nipped in, had a, had a couple of chances where he's, he's been very close to finding the net, and then finally in the end he's got a bit fortunate with the, the one that's gone in. But we, we got back into the game, and then at that stage I just felt like we, we were going to nick it. I, I thought we were in the ascendancy. We finished the game well, um, but. I think that's that's about all I can do in terms of the positives. Um, again, another very frustrating frustrating game to, to watch. Alex, would you um, would you add to that in terms of any positives that you took from the performance? Given that you watched it on on TV and you've obviously you, you might have a slightly different perspective to to us. Um, my different perspective is ruined because I'm currently about to cut both my ears off after having to listen to Tim Sherwood analyse the game. <laughs> um, I don't know how you international mags date. I haven't like I think I think they're like I've watched some Premier League footy tonight as it is for me. Um and like the, the people they've had on have been like Townsend, Sherwood, Ian Wright, um and just just generally people who know less about football than your average Singaporean football war criminals. Just the game <laughs> but but by, but back yeah. Chairman Sherwood. But your point, um, yeah, there are there are some positives. There's always positives to take out of any game, pretty much. But there, there are some, a lot of negatives as well. But if we're trying to be positive before we get really, really negative for a minute, you know, Hosselu scored, and I put on Twitter on the, the TF and UFC pod account at TF Really Pod. Give a follow. Um, there's no point criticising the team. You, you're allowed to criticise after the match. Everyone's allowed opinion. Blah blah blah. But you know, people slagging off the team selection. And I, I disagree with the team selection. But you know, people go nuts at Hosselu. Etc. For him, the score was brilliant. I saw a tweet saying that someone saying I hope Hoslip doesn't log into Twitter five minutes before each game. <laughs> probably just gone home. Um, that would that would impress some people more than I'm actually playing. But he, he scored, and he didn't he didn't just score, and it was a really well taken goal. In fact, that was a really really good goal. And yeah. without wanting to get negative for a minute, could we just like I hope these lads of ours in the change room now are sitting there so angry with themselves. We scored a fucking brilliant goal. Mm-hmm. That first goal. The, the football, not just the, the ball from, I think it was Murphy with the outside of the foot, which is delicious. Yeah. The run from Gale between the foot and the centre-back and the full-back, it's, I've been banning about it for months. It's, it's exactly what Mitterich doesn't do. Not that I'm trying to make this about Mitterich. It's just an example <laughs> of what Gale brings to the team. 
the cutback by Sherwood, Sherwood on the cutback. It's a brilliant cutback by Dwight Gale. I don't think he means it. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> just absolutely fucking ridiculous. But so it's, and, it's and fun, then I, I, finishes with it. I was just going to say, I thought at the time as well, I thought, oh, fuck, like, what's he going to do it? It was a really difficult um, ball to find. And, and I, I, I mean, obviously, from where we are, I thought he'd, he'd, he'd picked him out perfectly because it was literally just in, in his stride, exactly where he'd won it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him that he meant it. And, you know, he scores, and that's dead positive three goals this season. My top scorer now, Wall uh, Hosselu. Um, so that's positive, and that's, that can only help his confidence. The link up play between Hosselu and Gale was good. Gale has those two kind of snatched shots where he does well to get them away. Um, they both go just wide. On another day, they both go in. So I'm positive and happy about that. You know, that's better. But I mean, it's 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 kind of part of a whole different conversation on the formation. Yeah. So how much how much positivity you can take from the two strikers both doing doing <laughs> their job and um, and bargain is uh, is another question. But uh, I... yeah, it's just like it's just so frustrating that I've said it before and you're and dauntingly and really negatively it reminds me of the last relegation season we almost have to score the perfect goal and I know that doesn't apply for the second goal we have to score the perfect goal Leicester's three goals tonight were a fucking disgrace from our point of view yeah well I'll um, I'll, I'll stick my um, you know 20 seconds of uh, positivity in here um, <clears throat> Hossel and Gale yeah absolutely agree um, I actually thought Mankilo, given who he was up against I thought Mankilo had a decent game and he put did he put the, the ball yep. the, the ball through for the first goal was that one was he involved in the build up for that I thought, I thought it was him but it might have actually been Murphy looking at Twitter so right. I should know if, I've got replays but um, nah, I, I thought he was alright and um, I mean that, that that's more more or less it I, I mean there's, a, there's an argument to say that Clark wasn't too bad given that he was alongside Lejeune who I'm sure we'll go into in a second um, who, who had a, but, an appalling game but Norman but Norman you're saying Clark wasn't too bad, and I can't really disagree with it. C- can one of you tell me why why he runs towards Jamie Vardy for the second goal? Yeah. Zero zero idea for that. It's it's brainless, and and I talked about this after for the Watford, third for the third one. After you mean? the Watford game, yeah, for the third one. Yeah, you know, for, for, for against Watford, um, for Watford's third goal, he, he, he's I don't know what's going through his head. I can't think. Oh, he's trying this, or he's trying that, or he wants to do this. It's the same thing here. Lejeune has got Jamie Vardy now Jamie Vardy's capable of beating Lejeune who again like Lejeune is another conversation as well because he's not looking like the player we're signing we'll, go into, we'll um, go into Lejeune no doubt yeah. but, but Clark for me there it's not as bad as a mistake as Perez I mean Perez is, Perez let Nogazaki run through for that goal it's, it's, it's almost like negligence in the workplace I'm, I'm serious it's that, it's that bad I'm sure you lads haven't seen the replay Okazaki Perez has a, has a 10 year for that goal and he just lets him wander past him and then he realises that shit he's my man and then he goes and smashes the ball in the back of the net for Leicester <laughs> like people say Rafa makes subs that, do, that don't change games well he fucking changed again there Perez <laughs> uh, well um, Ben let's, well, we've, just, we've just naturally flown straight into the overall um, well piss poor performance by certain players and the overall I mean, in general, bad performance. I mean, uh, where, where should we start? I tell you what, Ben. Why don't you go with Isaac Hayden? Let's start right at that point. Just we've, we've said numerous times he, he needs to do more with the ball. Today was just... I don't want to say gutless because I think that's too harsh and not really fair. He's, he's a good bloke. Like, he obviously... Um, I don't think he's, he's a gutless player, but it's just... He, caught, like, he just passes the, passes the book every time when, when he gets the ball. He doesn't want want the ball. He's he's happy to pass it off to a centre back now. I don't know if that's part of the instructions in terms of the way we want to play. But however, mate, at some fucking point you've got there. Like when you've got yards and yards in front of you, you've got to take a bit of responsibility, a bit of accountability, and fucking try something. Just yeah. carry the ball forward. Um, he he just was non-existent today. He didn't offer anything when we had the ball. Um, he was getting run ragged by Damari Gray and Mores cutting inside, and they were—I mean, they're, they're, they're talented players. They've got bags of pace. They were causing away all sorts of problems. Um, but I mean, he, he didn't even fucking get like a, a, a shot in, like a, a fucking punch, um, until he until the needless yellow card um, in the second half. And it's just like that's not the, the sort of performances we're used to from him. I mean, he, at least he normally puts himself about and. He, he, I mean, normally he would get a, a book in early on from a silly kick or something, yeah. but he's at least put himself about today. He just couldn't get anywhere near them, and he just he just, Can I just come in. Yeah, yeah. Just to agree with Ben. Ben, you're absolutely spot on. 
case in point for, for all of Ben's comments, the third goal. Okazaki, by the way, who can we just remember, please, is Okazaki. He's not fucking Angola Kambe. He's not Zinedine Zidane in his pomp. He's like a fairly average striker who would probably get into our team, but who's like not that good at footy, if we're being honest with well, ourselves. He, he, and, start, he started on the bench for Leicester, who've not had a great season, that says it all. Yeah, and Isaac Hayden, who is, you know, supposedly one of our best set on midfielders, obviously started the game today. He's got in the 90th minute or whatever it was, the 88th minute, he's got Ogazaki in the centre circle and he's making a challenge against him and there's a counter-attack situation on. And he goes in and he wins the ball and what happens next is just baffling. Isaac Hayden stands up and doesn't go for the ball. He doesn't clean him out. He doesn't foul him. He stands up and backs off and Ogazaki, who has been successfully tackled, back heels the ball past Hayden and the score as a, as a result. And again, Hayden doesn't track Ogazaki. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sorry, but... But that's below the required level of the Premier League uh, by, by a mile. Uh, that's, that's not. It's not like a mistake. It's not a mistake. That's below the required level for me, and it's it's inexcusable how he's allowed Okazaki to have his pants down there, and it's just so disappointing. Well, I think. I mean, I think the, the thing for me that got me as well was um, it's almost like we weren't taking any kind of like lessons from what was happening after we scored the goal, and then. It, it just it seemed to be a case of Leicester. There was a there was a massive gap from sort sort of the our centre forwards to our defenders. It was almost like the midfield was non existent centre midfield was non existent. And prior to the goal from Mares, they had three shots. And each time the shot got close at the goal, it was like the law of averages here is gonna tell you that they're gonna keep shooting and one of them is gonna fly in the net. And I think within about twenty seconds of I think we, we messaged each other possibly and I, I mentioned it to um to, to your, your brother Campbell. Um and I said, if this keeps happening, they're going to score. And, they, and, and needless to say, they did. And it's, uh, it's like, where, where, where's, can you not, like, if you're on the pitch, surely you can kind yeah, of pick up on the you, fact you that you're leaving nice. the space. Yeah. And I it mean, didn't happen, and that was really frustrating. I, I actually said aside that so we had the, the grey, I think there was one from, um, it was like all Brighton or, or grey, or someone in the first half like had a terrible shot, went miles over. Second one from grey, literally from where I was, I was like, that's, that's curling in, yeah. that, that's in, that's it. Or like, just whisk her wide and I, I turned around to the side and said they're going to score from one of these and lo and behold literally within five seconds of his saying that Mares just puts and I mean Darlo like yeah. what are you doing but it's just it was it was like I, obviously Darlo's got to take take the um, the blame for that one but at the same time like they, they were, they were going to get a, a quality shot in at some point whereby um, he, he probably was going to have, have very little to do unfortunately this one he should have done better with but it was just it, you just saw it coming and it, I think it was a just a, a sign of, of how run ragged our midfield was today I mean you've just said there it, it was if we were playing without one you're right like we didn't we didn't have any sort of control on the ball um, we, were, we were literally the, the centre mids were, were playing so deep um, didn't really want the ball I mean the, the ball's getting played forward most of the time from the centre backs I mean, if you have, what, what, literally, what was the fucking point in the way we were playing today? Of playing two sentiments because they, they, they were getting, they were losing their shape every time they were attacking. Were um, we didn't, uh, we didn't sort of play any development football um, through through Hayden. I mean, Marino obviously made some good passes and, and, and I thought didn't play too badly. Um, but again, like he's a one man player, like he can't he can't do it all, and it was just just can a I, really frustrating. Just, yeah, I'll jump in because. I think we need to analyse the first goal a little bit more than that because we'll have to. I think it, today's podcast is we're going to have to talk about mistakes and and wh- whether they are mistakes because there's there's mistakes and then there's players playing at their level which isn't a mistake because the players not good enough. But the first goal again, I've I've had a chance to watch numerous replays where you lads haven't. Um, so what happens? That we can blame Carl Dollar. Yes, we can. Number one, he should he should have done better in my opinion. Um, it was it's a really good shot, and it's 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 moving. You should still say that he gets his hands to the ball. Yeah. Disappointing from him, and we've championed, championed him all season to play ahead of Rodriguez. Um So that's disappointing. Disappointing from Isaac Hayden, number two. He like Morris literally just walks past him. Yeah. He doesn't put a tackle in. He just he doesn't like drop a shoulder. He doesn't like do a step. Of it. Just just he just runs past him as he shoots and scores. So that's poor. But what actually happens is Marino wins the ball. Possibly one of them wins the ball. And Marino tries to play the ball back to Hosselu and it's intercepted. Now, at this moment, Jacob Murphy is marking Riyad Mahrez. When um, we win turnover possession, Murphy's off. Quite rightly, 
because you can see Leicester's full-back, the striped left-back, whatever his name was, Chilwell. has pushed up. Chilwell, and, and Murphy's got this massive gap ahead of him, and we've got a fantastic opportunity. I don't blame Murphy at all for this. He's gone, he's thinking, hey, we're, hey, we're fucking gone, I'm throwing a goal here, essentially. And again, Marino to be so careless in possession. And he knows, it showed you the close-up after the goal of Marino, he knows, he knows. Yeah. When they look at the dressing room, they won't blame Hayden for that. They won't blame Dollar for that. The look at Marino giving them possession with a clear run at goal, mm-hmm. even though, in my opinion, Hayden is, is powder puff and shite for it. <laughs> Again, it's like, we we know Marino's better than that. We do. We, we, it's that, that is below his level. But we are not a good enough team to give the opposition the ball in, the, in those areas. And it's, Marino's under no pressure. There isn't anyone going to make a tackle. And when Raf is in the post-match press conference talking about mistakes... That's what he means. I, I feel like looking at Twitter, people are getting too hung up on the minor details. And it's the same for the second goal. We, the second goal is unlucky because it's a, a deflection. It's a nice touch from Albrighton. It's a nice shot from Gray. Re, you know, really good players, those two, walking on our team. Good footballers, good player. You know where the mistake comes? It's, it's the fact that Riyad Mahrez, by the way, is, what is he worth? 60 million quid? 40 million quid? Riyad Mahrez is allowed to pick a pass un, unchallenged from, from within our own half. How are we allowing one of the best players in the Premier League, footballer of the year, season before last, to pick a ball out under no pressure in our own half. So we can't talk about bad luck. And that was the crack on Twitter. It was like deflection. I felt unlucky with the deflection. It's not bad luck. When you give time, when you give players of that calibre time and space in the ball, and your two midfielders are not pressing when when he's allowed to just... I think he runs around in a circle. There's no pressure on the ball. Less than about 15, 10, 15, 20 passes together. Mm-hmm. And he picks out that ball and it's like... It's, that too for me is, is it's too, it, it's worse than the other goals because because there's just it, how, how can our centre midfield how can our strikers and how can our wingers be comfortable with Riyad Mahrez being allowed to pick out pick out balls he's a, he's a world class footballer and we're just going to keep getting unlucky if we, if we continue to play and defend in this manner well yeah. there's there's a there's a there's a real as well like there is a real lack of belief uh, amongst the players at the minute. Uh, our, I kind of this is I started noticing it down at West Brom and that little that little spell, and the kind of same thing happened against Chelsea as well when we went one up. But it was like it was almost like the the the, the oh, confidence shit, was still shit, we're, we're, we're exactly. They're going to come back away. And and the same <laughs> the same thing happened today. And and I, and I hate to see it, but yes, mistakes. But mistakes come a lot faster and a lot quicker when your confidence is low. And it's almost like we went one up. And I think Murphy had a, a decent effort and Gale had a decent effort. But after that, it was almost like because one of those shots didn't, one of those two shots didn't go in, it felt like the players were kind of waiting for something bad to happen. That, that, that's, that's what I felt. And there was almost like an inevitability about the second goal. Um, and at that point, I thought, I thought that was it. Um, but then obviously, well, it, it wasn't, was it? We uh, went on and equalised. So I don't know if you want to go on to, onto that, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. Go on, Ben. No, no, go on. I was just going to pick you up there, I'm on that and agree with you, but also give an example. We have this conversation almost weekly now about how poor we are after after we score, and it's just like demoralising, and it's like, we're gonna, and we will try and be positive. And we'll, no, yeah, the arguments are getting tiring. The, argument, the arguments are getting tiring now, because I mean, like, I think for the past yeah, five or six podcasts, we're basically saying the same thing. It's the same thing, and it's like, what I noticed, just just to build on your point there about them, basically, not you know not waiting for something bad to happen, it was it was almost like when we scored our when we scored our first goal, we stopped running, and it was kind of the same at Chelsea. It wasn't that we dropped so much deeper, and we, we did drop deeper after the, after we scored, mm-hmm. but it was we stopped running. And, it, and it's like I, I'll go back to the first goal when when Marino gives the ball away and Hayden just lets Thiggy wander, um, you know, Mares wander past him to score. It's like I don't, I don't understand what happened to our legs. It's almost like I don't, I don't want to blame the manager too much, but it's almost like I remember when he first came to the club, and he was basically he had to stand on the touchline for ninety minutes and coach the, the team and the players through the game. What a day! He literally had to say, "You stand there, you stand there, you stand there." Now he, he still does that to an extent, but nowhere near as much. He's on, he's on the bench, far more sitting down, and it's almost like I feel like I just want to, you know. Someone, a journalist, to say to Rafa in a press conference, like Rafa, 
can you please sort these lads out after a score? Because taking the lead in the Premier League game, in, in any Premier League game, if you look at the statistics, that, that should be enough to win the game. Mm. They're not against teams of, of, of top six quality. Not a Man U way, not Chelsea way. I'll give them that, you know what? I'll give the lads that. I'll give the lads that. Man U are a good team and Chelsea are a good team. The, the, the response to our first goal by us today was a disgrace. Yes. You, you, you have called it there, you were even saying at the match, these are going to score here. I text you, Norman, before the score, saying these are going to score here. And it's just like, surely the, the coach and the staff and the, and, the, and the players have got to get together and think, right, lads, you know, when we score, how about we we'll keep playing the way we're playing? How about we don't jump 20 yards deeper? Yeah. How about we don't just stop running in, in midfield and giving the ball away? It's just like, I don't have any answers for you. Wait. Or for anyone listening, it's just, I'm just kind of. You know, vocalised me frustration that this it's like the definition of an insanity is just do the same things yeah. over and over again. It's just mindless. We we just we seem to get get into a state where we 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 put we land the first punch, and then it's a case of right. Well, we'll let you have your crack now, and it's you're completely <laughs> right. It's just what the fuck are we playing at? Letting them. I mean, the after after we scored. We dropped. I mean, you're right. We did. We dropped so deep. We just let them have the ball. And I mean, bear in mind they. I mean, they fucking helped. They're, they're not a good team. I mean, they gave with the ball about ten times in the first half, just passing straight to it. I mean, they they didn't play very well at all. I mean, the the, the chance that. Can I just compare? Can I compare? Can, can I compare us to every other team we play? We've come behind <clears throat> to win a game once under Rafa, and that tells you about how. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's nonsensical for us to be so bad after we score a goal and keep the lead. Yeah. For us, in, in return, to be so bad at doing that. You know, when we went to Brighton this year, and it was a very even game, and, and Brighton scored. As soon as Brighton scored, they were all over. As soon as Brighton scored, they should have scored a second goal. I think Rob Elliott makes a good save. They should have already scored and made it 2-0. And then John Joe Shelby comes on, which I'm sure we'll get on to and changes the game, and we should have got a point, but... Whenever we play against other teams, when they score against us, that's when they're dangerous because their confidence is up, because they're they're on the front foot, because the crowd's up. I'll they just, go for the jugular. Like, it's baffling how how we're, we're the opposite. How how it's like scoring a goal um, makes us worse. Negate. It's just baffling, honestly. I, I don't have an answer for it. It's you're right. It's just it's it, it's it, I think it, it's the mentality of the team. I mean, you you saying there about that your point about Rafa coaching the players. I mean, for fuck's sake, lads, like. <laughs> you professional footballers like you shouldn't really need some some I mean just just to your point about that first goal like if somebody gets past you it's surely it's just fucking like your natural instinct is to try and recover and fucking make an effort to to make sure that they don't just get past you, you don't just fucking give up and bloody let them get past you but uh, I don't know well I'll tell you what well, you, you you mentioned that you know that the, the John Joe came up there obviously the Shelby word came up now I'll ask you this first Ben can you kind of I don't know, roughly put your finger on why you think or what the rationale is behind not putting Shelby back in the side and, and keeping either Marino or Hayden in instead. I mean, it, it was the first thing I, I said aside when, when I picked him up straight away when we heard the team announced, I was like, there's no Shelby. And just straight away, I, I, like you know what type of game it's going to be. All I can think of is that he's... Well... <laughs> Before the match, I would have I would have said the only only thing I can think of is that we're going to try and keep it tight. We're going to battle them for the first sort of half, first sixty minutes of the game, and then we'll we'll have a go at them at the end, and and we'll bring him on and try and dictate things once we've tied them out. Um, but we didn't play like that. We we started for and it's weird like the first the first six or seven games of the season when we were we were, we were nicking wins and we were playing quite well. We had we started every game really badly. The first 20 minutes in every game, I remember, I've probably mentioned it a few times on the podcast, and always say they had the better of the first 20 minutes, but we got through that spell. And then after that first 20, we came built into the game and it was, we were structured, we were working hard, we, we looked like a proper team, difficult to beat. Um, and it's literally as if, I don't know why, but just this switch of the formation seems to have completely switched that on its head. We're starting games quite well now. I mean, that's second or third game in a row now. We've gone... Um, ahead first, we scored first in, um, and then. But it's after that twenty minutes, then we'll just fall apart and we'll get torn apart. And I'll, you look at Leicester now; they've got a lot of players, got a lot of pace. The, 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 they could have like done done a lot, um, a lot of damage to us today. And that the only thing I can think, is, I mean, Sai was saying it, um, was that Shelby. You probably lose his best um, sort of abilities. 
towards the end of the game when if he's tired, you're not going to get that opportunity. So you probably want someone like Hayden on there for the legs to do all the running early in the game, let them tie themselves out, and then you, you try and have a go and win the game at, at the end of it. Um, but today, I, I, I don't have a fucking clue what the plan was. I mean, we didn't see Shelby. Now, I don't know if that's just the way, the, because of the way the game went, he probably felt like he couldn't bring him on because we were so open or we, weren't, we didn't want the ball. But you just you look at a player like Marino, and he's wasted when we're playing like that. He's brilliant on the ball. He's fucking. I mean, I know you you called him out for a loose pass, but the, there's plenty of other times where he's so comfortable on the ball. And he's the type of player. If you put him and Shelby in together, we've seen it in times when when they play together this season. They can dictate any 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 midfield in this league that can go toe to toe with anybody. Um, why we don't want to do that, I, I don't understand. Especially teams that, okay, the top four, top six, top eight, or whatever that have got world-class players in pretty much every position or, or at least top-quality players, fair enough, you, you're going to struggle to dominate those teams. But why, against teams that don't have that, um, are, are we so sort of, um, what's the word, like reluctant to, to, to try and, and, and just have a bit of possession of the ball and, and utilise some of our strengths? I mean, Marino, everyone said, has probably been one of the, the sort of the signings of the season and been really, really good. And if, if we just kept the ball a bit more... Would, would probably relieve a bit of the strain on the, um, the defence. But instead, today, we didn't want the fucking ball. So every time the, the back four win the ball back, we were just hoofing it back to them and letting them, letting them get the ball back. Now, in a game where they've got Gray, Mares, Albright and Harrell a lot quicker than the majority of our team, all into link and play. I mean, there were times where there was Mar Mares and Gray were switching and they were completely just... Marino and Hayden were taking out the game like that. Yeah. Because they were just they didn't have the pace to fucking switch direction and go again. It, it was happening time and time again. You just think, fucking hell, lads, like we can't just keep giving them the ball back yeah. and letting them have have their way with it. Um, so go go back to the original point with Shelby. You just think, like I don't, we couldn't have done any worse trying that, and yeah. I don't understand why he's not given that uh, an opportunity for for that partnership in Marino and Shelby to, to develop. I mean, we're, we're playing four four two. I've said it a number of times. I mean, people will, might disagree, but. What what's the fucking harm in having Hayden like sitting and, and playing Marino and, and Shelby as a midfield two or maybe pushing one of them a bit further on? Just just fucking try it. Like I mean, you get you play Perez in in that position who is very hit and miss. Hostel who's playing it at the minute, and you just think why why the reluctance to play to get two of the best players on the pitch together? I, I just don't. It's it's mind boggling at times. I, I, I absolutely. And uh, Alex, you want to? Would you like to add to that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, first, first thing I feel like he said Jack Callback is a better player at the moment than um, than Hayden and would offer more to the team. And Rafa made a mistake, and he's admitted he's made a mistake by starting with Robert Eaton goal. I think his treatment of Jack Callback, who, who Jack Callback, who probably isn't good enough for the Premier League, um, is bad. And I think Jack Callback <clears throat> would be better alongside Marino if he's not going to play Shelby, um, because Jack Callback's a, a seasoned Premier League footballer. We kind of need to take a step back, lads, and this is towards the wider debate of investment and whether it's just Rafa doesn't have the tools or we should be doing better. We're starting Premier League games in four four two with a twenty two and a twenty year old. Mm. It's 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 negligence. It, it, like it's I'm sorry, and people ask why why does he play Diarmi in midfield, and maybe because again Diarmi, even if you don't like him, at least he's been about a bit, at least he's got a bit of experience. Those two. Don't, what, what, what reserves of experience do they have to call up when, when can Isaac Hayden think in the Premier League you know what we're up against this this time and we did this and there's a real lack of leadership in the middle of the pitch from two kids and that's what oh, and I can get as annoyed as I wanted Isaac Hayden today and I thought he was really poor and I'm, I'm starting to wonder if he's good enough they're, they're two kids playing centre midfield for Newcastle in the Premier League and that's a joke and it's also poor on the manager's behalf because we've got Jack Corbett we've got Jondra Shelby you've got Henry fucking Sivert yeah, he might be shit but that certain midfield performance from those two today was Christ we're was, fucking um, <laughs> we're scraping the barrel here Jack Colback and Henry Sivert that certain midfield performance was so bad today from those two that it couldn't it could not have possibly been worse um, and, and just by your point before I don't think it was your point but I think it was Sivert's point it was not here but you said that you know the, the problem with with Shelby is he tires, and, and and he's probably right in that you can bring him on for the end of the game and he can influence the game at the end. Leicester today were playing four four two. Damari Gray is not getting back in to help the midfield out. 
Riyad Mahrez is not getting back in to help the midfield out. So if there was ever a game to play 4-4-2 and play John Joe Shelby, who was going to have time and space, it was today. And there's clearly something's clearly happened. We can't sit here and, and be like, it's tactical. Can't be tactical. You can't look at that performance today from, from our southern midfield and think it was a tactical decision not to play John Joe Shelby here at Chelsea and at West Brom. And at West Brom, by the way, changed the game when he came on. He was superb. Um, he's not the best player in the world. He's one of our most important players. That southern midfield performance today kind of, to me, kind of makes me feel a little bit better about the rest of the team because we were so bad in the middle of the pitch. To, to kind of feel hard done by by a defeat suggests that there were positive things we've talked about up front, except we've talked about full-backs did all right today. Um, you know, the wingers, it was, it's a hard one, but, you know, it wasn't like previous games where in terms of where the goals came from, but that's sort of midfield performance in those two today was um, really damaging on the manager, in my opinion, because to not play John Joe Shelby, he's, he's not the solution to all our problems. He's got his flaws, but um, there's, there's just no way that playing him or anyone else would have been as bad in, in, in throwing those two kids in like that at the deep end of the Premier League it's just it's yeah. having some disastrous consequences yeah. and I think you look at Isaac Hayden's um, confidence and it's just it's just gone yeah. shot yeah I mean Shelby Shelby for me has to come back in against Everton on Wednesday um, I mean we're kind of moving towards discussing the next game because it's so it's so close um, and Bearing in mind the performance, I think I think I think Lejeune again. You're talking about confidence with Hayden. Lejeune's confidence to me looks absolutely shot to pieces. Um, he, he's there's kind of no he's got no like authority when he's going for the ball and even even the goal. I mean he, the the winner for Leicester he made, he makes a good tackle, but it looked to me I don't know if you obviously you had the benefit of watching it on TV, Alex. It looked to me like he kind of slipped. He won the ball, but he slipped, and uh, that obviously led to led to what it did. But um, even even like the basics, he's, his positional sense looks a bit ragged, ragged at the moment as well. Um, and again, that might be down to, to a confidence thing as opposed to an actual ability thing. Um, so given that Lascelles was on the bench, I think, again, there's a strong argument for bringing um, Lascelles and Shelby back into the side on, on Wednesday. I don't know if either of you would, would agree with that. Go on, does it? Go on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Nice. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll go. I was just going to say. I mean, yeah. I think. I, th- I think what what appears to have happened is. I mean, we 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 sat here for a number of weeks saying we've got a player on our hands here. He looks brilliant. He's he was confident. He had um, a brilliant twenty minutes against Spurs, and and then obviously when he came back, he he looked assured. He he was um, good on the ball, composed. Um, was the the. The marshaled the back the back line really well. The the runner games we had where we were really tight at the back. The the all four of them, including Yedlin, Mankio, um obviously Lascelles was in. But they just they just looked really solid. Um but I feel like it, <laughs> looking back now I think it was a bit of a lie. Just in that I think they're they're not as protected now as they were. And I think that that's shown vulnerabilities in them and I think Lejeune, I think you're spot on, um, Norman. I think he's not aggressive enough. He's he's very um, continental, I would say, in his approach. In that it's it's sort of skillful, technical, but it lacks a bit of aggression, a bit of nastiness. Just to leave some something on with someone. I mean, we, we, there was a point. I think he got booked in the second half yeah. for a pullback, and we actually said like that's what we've been fucking missing for most of the season. Just a stupid like nasty foul where it was cynicism yeah, yeah exactly it was just a, a, a kind of thing to do but it was the right thing to do and it's just like no we don't have enough um, aggression in this team there's too many like just nice lads all of them you'd like there's, there's no aggression on the pitch and I feel like that's um, a big issue because we're we're not intimidating teams at all I mean teams know You've, you've already made the point before, Dodgy teams. No, we score. We fucking we go into a shell and we we curl up and we say, right, how are them? We're ready to take your best shots, type of thing. And it's just if we had a bit of aggression, a bit of fucking some of that, a bit of nastiness about where teams would probably it would be a lot more difficult for them. But at the minute, it just looks far too easy. And I think Lejeune is an epitome of that in terms of it. Just doesn't look like a difficult player to play against. It, it's it was nice and easy for Vardy. Didn't didn't have anything left on him. He didn't um, sort of. He, he, he's probably had quite an easy day today. I mean, he's, he's not had to do a huge amount, but obviously he hasn't scored or anything. But he, he's, he's 
sort of had <laughs> had the better of, of his opposite yeah. number, and that's not something we can fucking be carrying. Yeah, would you add, add, add to that, Alex? Yeah, Norman, like I messaged you during the game, one, this people might listen, listen to think, we'll so fucking watch, but one little part of the game that made me seriously doubt where he is at the moment, mentally and confidence-wise, uh, right on half-time, by the way, we concede on half-time, that is what we do normally, it was almost like, you know, it's almost like not conceding on half-time the day at one point was like, fuck the game, have the three points, Leicester, <laughs> the fact that we managed to get through like the 44th, 45th, 46th and 47th minutes were conceding, oh, that's the win. Um, but in the 45th minute we got a, he won a free kick in the corner in our corner in the Leeds West I think and um, you know kicking the water Gallagher and it was the full it, time was done you know it was 47 minutes on the clock it was two minutes injury time and you think brilliant run away from it let Carl Darlow trot over kick the ball and he'll blow the whistle what Lejeune does he sprints to go and get the ball and takes a really quick free kick now, as it happens, it didn't. Nothing happened. And nothing was wrong. But I was sat there thinking, Jesus fucking Christ, mate! The only thing that can happen there is that they win the first header and then break and there's, and, and there's a chance. There are no positives to be had. And we'll talk about you know stuff I was talking about before in terms of how the players are so bad in, in certain situations. That's just this is a very very specific example, but also an example where I think me and people listen to this. Whenever we get close to half time, I'm getting nervous. He obviously doesn't feel that pressure for him to behave like that and do that. He obviously doesn't think about it. And then you look at the lack of communication. Darcy, just just on that point quickly there, Rafa's has covered up all the clocks, so he probably didn't realise what time it was. <laughs> uh, he was yeah, it's like 125 years. <laughs> what kind of game is that? Um, and that just makes me think that there's not much going on between the ears in terms of being a, uh, a player who thinks about the game. And you look at the lack of communication. Now, this is an important point because Rafa Benitez told me last year and he's, he's, he's come out with it in the media and it's in the Chronicle that he didn't pick Chancellor Bemba for large parts of last season because he asked him to go and learn English over the summer in 2016 and he should have already been able to speak English and he couldn't do it. So he didn't feel he could um, legitimately communicate with his colleagues in the pitch fuck knows what language Lejeune and Clark speak between them because it's not English because how and therefore in my opinion to answer Norman's original question I would play Mbemba in the cells and that's that's maybe you know what that's ripping the heart out of the centre-backs we'll change a goalkeeper we're going to be changing the full-back we're going to be changing the centre-backs is it too much change um, I think those two could be our best defenders and I think uh, I've been impressed by Chancellor Mbemba since he came back into the team at the end of last season Whenever he's played fullback this season, he played in the middle against Chelsea in a three. I think he's been good and I think he deserves a chance because those two at the minute in the middle, as much as I've praised him in the past, are not doing their jobs probably in that. That third goal, we're gonna we don't want to go back into it too much. That third goal is just like it's just like preventable case, case on so many levels. Yeah. And but the, and it's like, you know what, Perez is a, is a disgrace. A disgrace for not chasing Nagasagi. Hayden, so poor. Lejeune gets the tackle but for Kieran Clark like I said to run after Lejeune and leave that massive gap in the middle it's not even schoolboy football it's just like if that was us at five aside on a Monday night then I'd be foaming like and it does happen Doug it does happen yeah it does happen but we're not getting paid the money they're getting paid and we're not you know international footballers and it's just that's kind of as, as worrying as anything else that Rafa talks at Norman. Sorry to hijack this a little bit, but I'll ask you a question. You know, Rafa's again. He's saying the same thing, and it's upsetting some people. Rafa's saying, "Well, how did the draw sewn up?" True, but mistakes have cost her again. Are these mistakes, in your opinion? Because for me, that a mistake is something that happens out of the ordinary. A mistake is something that you don't mean to do. I don't think. I think Kieran Clark does what he means to do. I think Kieran Clark decides to go and stand behind his other centre back. And leave a massive gap in the middle of the pitch. So, is it a mistake? Well, or do you think that all these mistakes, or are the other players just not good enough? Um, uh, you, you look at you look at it both ways. I mean, obviously, Clark. When we signed him, the the foaming at the mouth, you know, Villa Villa fans who we have a real soft spot for. Obviously, um, huh. the the major criticism criticism was that he has like lapses. At least, I mean, in their in their minds, it was at least one a game. I'm yet to see evidence of one a game. Um, obviously he dropped down to the championship because he dropped down to the championship Villa but he, it was his first year in the championship and he, and he was excellent and he had an excellent start this season um, but obviously lately there ha- those kind of lapses of concentration that we were initially told about have 
have kind of crept into his game. Um, but I'm not going to like. I'm, I wouldn't. I can't write him off as a player because uh, there, there is there, there is a, there is ability there. It's it, it ties in with it ties in with the confidence. Now he's obviously taken on board a lot of what he's learned um, from Rafa and the coaching the coaching team. That's why he had such a good year last year, and that's why he started off this season well. But if he's a player who needs that kind of focused coaching to cut out these mistakes, I suppose I could look at it like well. Due to his lack of confidence, those mistakes are starting to creep back in. It's almost like the the training's not having an impact because his head's not in the right place. So I suppose there is a case on this Wednesday to just say, right, this is happening. We need to take him out of the firing line for a bit, build him up again in training, and see how we go from there. And obviously that means bringing, as you said, Lascelles and, um, and Bemba in. Um, I mean, I might be completely off of that theory, but... I mean, you know, the, the, as I say, as I said before, and I'm repeating it, the lack of confidence in certain players is absolutely blindingly obvious. Just on that, I mean, that, that third goal, he, he just panics. I mean, he, he's obviously he's running back. Lejeune goes to the ball, Panic. gets a yeah. gets a flick, and then and fort slips. And I think he thinks, shit, if I don't, if if Lejeune can't get back to his feet, then we've, we've, I've, I've left Vardy. I'm, I'm, it's basically by hook or by crook, I'm, we're, we're fucked here. Yeah. Um, but you're right, like, because of that panic, it's almost like it's, it's down to his judgment and there's no coaching or anything that you can do around that. There's no, I mean, you, Rafa could tell him fucking a hundred times, right, do this, do that, and scenarios. But in that moment, it's literally down to his fucking judgment and, and I guess the trust of, like, does, does he trust Legit and get him back? And, and he just panics and he just fucking does what, what he thinks his natural instinct is, I've got to go run to the ball yeah. and, and put pressure on it. Now, the frustrating thing is that they don't fucking get tight enough to Vardy to, to stop him doing anything with the ball. If they'd have just gone tight to him and, and put put the put a body on him or something, just just get tight to him, he, he probably doesn't get the ball in. But he, he sort of, he goes towards it, but then lets Lejeune like, be the closer man. So he's, he's literally like a yard behind Lejeune. You just think, you've, you've fucked yourself there, mate. Like, literally... You've you've done the one thing you, you you the worst thing you could have done is you've not committed fully, and as a result of that, he's obviously yeah. he's left it come completely in the middle, and it's it's not just his fault, but I think it's just that again that it was a, a bad bad judgment in in time, but obviously that's in hindsight. I mean, if Lejeune Lejeune doesn't get back to his feet and 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 Clark doesn't go, then you think what the fuck are you doing? So it's it's uh, fortunately it's it's one of those things I think. It, it, I think he was just fucked either way because of the, the slip but you, you're right I, I think it does highlight another point whereby I think he's, he's a, definitely a player that, and we, we said it a number of times the reason Benitez loved him is because he does everything he's fucking told and it's almost like you have to coach every sort of minute of, of, of the game for him and, and he, he'll listen he can do that but then when he, he's left to his own devices it's, it's like he, he's not good enough or maybe mentally strong enough to sort of make the the right, the right judgments, but again, I mean, just another point on the centre backs. I mean, you, you you look at the decision making, and every time they had the ball, they had acres of space in front of them to carry the ball into, and they just refused to do it. And they were playing these shite lofted balls to the fucking diagonals to the to the full the, the wingers, and you're just like, what the fuck is that meant to do? Like, how are they meant to bring? What are you expecting? Like, Jacob Murphy Atu in the past when it's Atu like five foot like six or whatever he is like, how's he going to bring a ball down and do anything with that type of ball and you just think that the, the, the lack of um, sort of just, just well I guess it's confidence and trust in their own ability to, to be able to do to, to put carry the ball forward and, and try and make a positive uh, impact on the game it's, it's just it's really worrying um, I mean I've, I've been a big fan of him for a number of years I know obviously he was dropped and when he came in last season he had a couple of nightmares and things but he was a player that I'd said at the start of the year I thought he would be the standout player and I've, I still think he's naturally the, the most gifted defender we've got in terms of he's got the pace he's got the power yes I mean he, he's got a couple of mistakes in himself but he's, at least he's got that confidence to recognise when there's an opportunity to carry a ball forward he'll do it um, he's, he's got the pace to sort of hand, handle situations and I just think from what we're seeing from the other two, like what, like you, you're basically now in a position where they're all making, <laughs> sort of the, the they're all in a position where there's mistakes are going to be making. You think, right? If you just put it on paper in terms of the the physical attributes and things, who would you you pick? Yeah. You, you go and Bemba, 
regardless of how Clark and Lejeune are playing. I mean, obviously that's I think what, as you say, why why they've been playing because he doesn't communicate with them. And I mean, fucking hell, we've seen enough times in the past with Mbemba. He's, he's <laughs> some of his decision making and communication. Obviously, you can see it's it's like a big big issue. But at this stage, the other two aren't doing any better. Yeah. So fuck it's just. I, th- I think he's got a play on, on on Wednesday. Yeah, at, at the moment, at the moment, at the moment, out of the four centre halves we got, I, I would say that Lejeune and Clark are the other ones that are, like they, they're the ones lacking confidence, and they're the ones that um, I think you know should be benched. Uh, what, what do you? What, what's your opinions, Alex? Yeah, like I said before, I'd, I'd start um, Lascelles and uh, and Mbappe. He won't do it, and I can see why. I see the arguments for dropping your your back two or. Potentially bringing Paul Dunn back in. I'll actually, when Dunn does come back in, I'll play Mankio at right back. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he does much wrong, to be honest with you. And I think he's uh, he's been decent for it. And Yedlin, um, Yedlin's really out, really out of form at the moment as well. No confidence. There was times in the second half there where there was a little bit of decent link up play and he had the chance to whip the ball in the first time. He checked back every time because he. Yeah. Have that the Watford game the Watford games knocked him knocked him for six a bit hasn't it I think um, I yeah. think he probably does again again like a couple of the players just needs to be taken out the firing line that's, because uh, I was just about to say that's exactly I think there's a there's a few <laughs> mentally tired players there that have we've, we've endured what is it five defeats in the last six or something and I think now it's six, get, six, six, six and seven six, six and seven fuck now yeah and it's, it's, I think it's getting to the point where like they need to be saved from themselves like <laughs> they're trying I don't think there's a lack of effort or anything there but I just think that they're making mistakes now the pressure's definitely on them the confidence is like low that they need saving from themselves yep yep agreed um, um, well, just, just quickly just quickly Norman um, the Newcastle United of September October win that game 1-0 for me uh, yep. all three Leicester goals are a farce um, we score the only genuinely good goal of the game we'll get a bit lucky with the second one um, but what you know we're, we're the, the, the narrative on, on TV here from the commentators and stuff, I think I've seen Wes Morgan, is Leicester dominant, deserve to win. Leicester created very little. Cardolo has not had much to do. He, he's, he's made one good save in the second half, really good save. He should have done better with the first. Um, but he, he, you know, I think he made a save in the first half where Vardy followed up, was offside. It was a great title by Q. Clark. He wasn't offside, by the way, Vardy. We're lucky there, but it was a brilliant title by Clark. I saw Leicester have a lot of the ball and, and, and kind of ask a lot of questions, but not really did, did Leicester create any real goal scoring opportunities there apart from right at the end which again is, was littered with our errors no they didn't in 90 minutes in my opinion and we did with that first goal so and also a couple of the other positions we were in so so we've won it Leicester, one nil I will let Leicester have only lost teams in the top five this season so that they're, they're already team in the race in the league and you know they've got players they're a good say there's, no, there's no two ways a about of, it a lot of their a lot of their players are this is just going back to the positives a lot of their players are worth more than our team combined certainly the team that was on the pitch tonight um, and it's like we I thought I thought we were more dangerous than them and I, I don't know we're playing at home but they're 8th and when people are saying the team's going to finish 20th which there are some and, and maybe we will finish 20th I don't think we will um, there was enough there tonight to suggest to me that with a bit of organisation with a couple of changes and with a bit of mental character and some players like you know like Lascelles will putting the hand up against Everton and thinking you know what I'm not going to let you know Shinzi Ogazaki stand up in the centre circle and, and head, like back heel the ball passes it, it you know some players will think no you know what I'm going through him here because I'm not in the book because he's not going to get him off to this challenge and we're going we're gonna to waste two or three minutes here to draw the game there's enough to suggest that would we'll be alright in my opinion still I don't this is what I wanted to talk about I know we've been going on quite a while I'm not going to take it five weeks to get this uploaded on your phone tonight but <laughs> um, it's like it's. I'm not going to buy the narratives that it's all down to mistakes and Mike Ashley is it Mike Ashley's fault we're in a relegation battle yes the, this team are better than what they've been showing these players are better than um, the mistakes suggest in my opinion so it's not just we can't just close our eyes and say investment, investment, investments. We have to do better as a fan base and supporting the team. The players need to do better and the manager needs to do better and any other any other opinion or any other you know mindset of of feeling sorry for ourselves as a football club because I'm like actually we'll lead the relegation. Well fair, fair enough. You, you you briefly alluded to the um to the to the support there. Interestingly enough it was um, it wasn't the best today. 
felt it was a bit flat. Even even when we went one goal up, it still felt pretty flat. Um, I think you you said that was mentioned on the commentary on the match that you were watching. Is that right, Alex? Yeah, it sounded it sounded trite right on telly. I know it's telly, so I, I don't really want to comment too much because I wasn't there. No, it, it was um, it, sounded, it was it, um, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't as bouncing as I think we maybe thought it would have been given you know given the whole one two five celebrations and all that. Three match it sounded unbelievable. Three match first five. Five minutes sounded great, but then too many, too many groans, too many, you know, just negative things. Think, but again, I don't want to say too much. It, I think it's a reflection of a team that's gone through a, a torrid run, yeah. and people are panicking now. And it was a case, and I think what we've just said now is started off well, but it, you, you just know with this team that the way we're playing at the minute, we're going to give teams a, a way, an avenue back in. That, that I think that was reflected in the support. Now, whether that's right or wrong, I mean, obviously the players have got a fucking part to play in that, and. It's it's not down to the to the fans, but at the same time, you just think it's just frustrating that it it required it like it used to be. I felt like in, in the fans where it didn't matter what was going on on the pitch, they, they were always up for it, and there was always the support for the team. And it just seems to be now that it's dictated by what's going on on the pitch a bit. And I don't know. It's, it's just frustrating. I think the, I suppose they could be arguing that there's a there's a confidence issue with the fans as well. I suppose we have just yeah. had six defeats and seven, so uh, you know you do. You do lose a bit of belief for yourself. I mean, you know, my, my sort of predictions at the start of the season and my, my feeling in the first couple of months is way different to what it is now. And yeah. that is because we have gone on a run of losing six and seven. So even as a fan, there's no two ways about it. My, my confidence isn't as great as it was. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still believe in the, in the squad and I still believe in Rafa Benitez, absolutely. But of course, your confidence does take a bit of a knock in it and it needs... It needs to get that to get that win in, and uh, obviously that'll be on Wednesday against Everton. Two note. <laughs> so, lads, shall we? Uh, shall we wrap up? I don't know if you want to put a quick prediction on Wednesday's game. I think we have to wait to see what happens tomorrow. <clears throat> Everton and Liverpool because Liverpool look like look like Newcastle um, last season for nine games of the championship. Win all them games. That's how good Liverpool look. That would look a lot better than that. Um, and if they really, they really paced Everton tomorrow, um, Everton could come to us and, and Allardyce, we can Allardyce could go very defensive. I, I just, I really, really don't want to lose to Sam Allardyce. I fucking hate him. He's retired, you know, by the way. Can't believe he's got another job in retirement. Yeah, I, de- I, I detest him as well. Yeah. And um, the thought of yeah, losing to Allardyce is just, a, just hideous. Yeah, so, you know what? I, I think we cannot keep making these elementary mistakes he needs to pick a better team we've got to me and I know it's, it's complicated because of fitness issues to me Lascelles Dummett Shelby Atsu come into that that team straight away and uh, that's a much better Newcastle United 11 and I'm going to go for a 1-0 win good man Ben do you want to finish off with your prediction um, I think it's going to be 2-1 I'm, I'm staying positive I think hopefully We'll recognise, I mean, Everton have been fucking woeful this season at times um, and I still think they're a very fragile team, probably similar to us in terms of, I, I don't think they'll they'll be totally confident of coming up here and, and getting a result. Um, I think Allardyce is obviously going to come in and he only knows one way to play football, it's be fucking a horrible cunt and just not want the ball or anything, so I'm just, I'm hoping we'll, we'll have a bit more of a positive approach to the game and we'll We'll, we'll try and dictate dictate things a bit more I think there are a team at the minute on paper um, the way they're playing I think it's a team that we can go toe-to-toe with and, and, and bet there in terms of ball possession and, and take the game to them so I'm hoping we'll have a bit more of a positive approach but we'll, we'll see what the uh, what, what comes on Wednesday good good man well I'll finish off on my prediction we're going to win four out obviously um, and there you go and that's it we'll be back on I would say a Thursday after Wednesday's game with a a podcast review of the victory of Evan and um, as I mentioned before get on to the website get on to Twitter and get their fanzine downloaded because it's brilliant thanks very much this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.